Green Mountain Dental Group is the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro, and they are extreme Colorado sports fans just like all of us. Located over there in Lakewood, if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Tweet at us when you get yours so we can make sure to show everybody the support you're giving the communities, the support that you're giving them and us, because that's what it does when you do. They got an awesome deal for you there with that Sonicare. Again, they'll love to talk sports with you. They've been a longtime DNVR partner. It's just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. If you got to get your teeth taken care of, this is the first step to good health and taking care of your mouth. So remember, get a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental and receive a free Sonicare toothbrush on us today. And Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. is high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that code DNVR and you will receive 20% off your entire purchase. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. And on this episode of the podcast, we've got a little bit more draft and prospect breakdown for you. We, we've tried to move a little bit into other topics as we've had news this week, but wanted to spend the last couple of days here kind of wrapping that up. As we move into next week, I think we'll be well and officially beyond the draft, but I wanted to make sure that we shared with any of you who weren't able to watch our live show during the two days and roughly seven and a half to eight hours we were live, wanted to make sure that our podcast listeners had a chance to get all of this analysis as well. So what you're going to hear today is uh, Patrick Lyons and myself giving live reactions to the selection leading up to and right after of Zach Veen and what's going on uh, with him in particular. We get AJ in to really dive in to Veen. And before that, you'll hear a conversation with the CEO of Sabre, Scott Bush. I I wasn't entirely sure where to put the conversation, but since we were talking to him leading right up into the pick, I figured that would be a good place for it. And there will be plenty of other conversations uh, on some of the other prospects to come. After we hear from Scott Bush and Patrick and I and a little bit of AJ Hayfley breaking down Zach Veen, I'm going to play for you a conversation from Thursday where Patrick and I get into settling how the entire farm system looks now that they've brought these guys into it. So a little bit from Draft Day Live, a little bit from stuff that we did on this Thursday. So crack open a Breck brew. If, you, if you've gone to the farmhouse to get a little bit of food, you know, well, you probably already did use the code DNVR. If you're on your way to the farmhouse, you can use the code DNVR. Call them at 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. Get that 15-can sampler pack. I've been drinking a lot of the Mile High Copper Lager lately. That has been my go-to. 
Uh, either way, you're going to be set up with some damn good beer and some delicious food. So kick back with that. Let's start here, getting right back into it with CEO of Sabre, Scott Bush. There how are you today, and uh, how excited are you for a day like this where we get to celebrate the game? What, what an amazing day for everybody, right? We get to celebrate baseball. We have so many, uh, so many young men who are living the first day of their of their dream, right? Which is just incredible to be able to celebrate. And we've been, you know, life has been short of celebration lately. So this is a really great, really great time to do it. I got to say, I'm I'm repping my uh, Minnesota oh. Gophers here. Very excited yeah. to see Max Meyer off the board at three. Uh, the, we're the highest pick, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it was yeah. and it, good for the Rockies. Probably not, you know, was was unexpected uh, in terms of how the board was going to break down, and and uh, you know, actually ties as the highest draft pick in program history with Paul Molitor. Uh, so something in common a, with a Hall of Famer. That's a, it's okay, a, right? Yeah. It's okay, I guess. For a DH in the early 90s with Toronto. <laughs> right. Isn't that, what he, isn't that what he did? Well, Scott, yeah, you, you've got some experience up up in Minnesota in, in, in minor league baseball. I mean, we could we could talk all day with you about all kinds of topics, but, you know, one, one of the discussions in, in the world of baseball right now, and in particular with this draft, is, you know, the, the, the shape of the, the minor leagues and, and ultimately, you know, what, what the journey is like for these minor leaguers. And I know you've got some, some firsthand experience about, you know, trials and tribulations and really ultimately the best part, the fun part of being in the minor leagues. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting process for a lot of uh, a lot of these guys because we're going to see, I think, more and more alternative paths come out of the 2020 draft because of how few rounds uh, that we've got this year, and then the the limited sort of bonus opportunity coming back out of that, followed by uh, two things: a lot of uncertainty about where these guys are going to get reps this year. Um, you know, there's certainly we're certainly anticipating seeing a lot of instructional league. Uh, there's been rumors about expanding the fall league and potentially running one here in Arizona and, and one in Florida at the same time, which hopefully would allow players to get reps. But it's also affecting uh, the, the draft itself. You know, you would anticipate particularly college pitchers to have had a, an incredible workload in uh, with who's drafted this year and that's not the case uh you know so the the college arms that are getting picked today they, they don't have nearly the mileage coming into this summer and fall that they would have otherwise had and with an uncertain baseball season at the big league level does that open up some opportunities for some of these college arms to maybe make the big leagues earlier than otherwise they would have you know so can teams be a little bit more aggressive with workloads um this summer and into the fall than would be typical. You know, it's, it's a, it's going to be a fascinating year. And I think it's going to lead to some fascinating things in terms of how all of these players develop. And it looks like the Pittsburgh pirates have taken shortstop Nick Gonzalez, not too much of a surprise there. Again, that was one of the guys we were kind of surprised was still on the board this late into the draft out of New Mexico state. Uh, really nice profile there, a bat you expect to play. Uh, again, uh, he's somebody that I, w I was almost starting to go, hey, might he still be there? But now we can we can back off because, nope, he's not going to be there. Uh, this is the right pick. Also, Pittsburgh hasn't surprised us by dropping a little bit deeper and going with a, a high school outfielder or, or like Austin Kendrick or somebody like that. Austin Hendrick, excuse me. So um, 
yeah, well, we'll talk a little bit more about that, Scott, if you've, if you've got some thoughts. But I also uh, wanted to hear, because we've, uh, you know, we talked about this with Thomas Harding when he first came on, too, but the growing um, role of analytics in the draft, as we know. And, and I don't know if there are numbers out on this. It seems like there are fewer giant misses in the draft than maybe there used to be. We're starting to see more success rates there. Patrick ran through some numbers. It's still a little difficult to know. But do you, I credit... The, the growing of analytics for that. How, how do you feel about that conversation? It's definitely a part of it. And I don't know that it's all analytics so much as it is technology. You know, we are able to scout players more effectively and more efficiently than ever before. Uh, so scouting, scouting has changed in a lot of different ways. You don't have to physically see a player in the ways that used to be the case. Um, you know, the, the other component of this is we're also able to understand the the program that these players are in and the scouts and the and the team personnel are able to take a look at the the sort of program the development program that the players currently involved in and look at how much that aligns with the work that they do and so they have an understanding when they bring a player in now that they didn't used to you know what do we have to work with this player on in terms of how our development program Right. And that and that goes from nutrition to uh, what are we doing in the cages? What are we doing on the mound? What are we doing fielding wise? And how does that how does that match up with what they're accustomed to? And you can start to achieve alignment much more quickly in terms of the best way to develop a player than you could before. Yeah, you know, going going back to your your point you were making about these these college arms and even the high school arms, you know, Rockies fans saw that last year with their second round pick Carl Kaufman you know, was shut down for the season because of what he did in the Big Ten there at the University of Michigan. And, you know, it, it, it definitely makes me a, a bit curious to, to see what is going to happen with, with these pitchers' development and as far as how fast they move through the majors and other alternate routes. As you said, we saw Carter Stewart do it uh, after 2018 being selected by Atlanta and then going over to Japan and signing with uh, an NPB team. Do you do you think there's a chance that we could see some guys not get drafted this year, work out a deal to play ball professionally in Japan? I don't see why not. Um, you know, it, it, twenty thousand dollars is a good amount of money, but it's not necessarily the best that somebody could do. Uh, and so, if you were to go overseas for a signing bonus that's greater than that, uh, continue to develop, continue to be seen and then potentially get posted uh, by your by your new club, you could get another bonus, right? And you could sign you could sign a better deal than you would have later this week, right? So for me, feels uh, feels a lot like there's an opportunity for the teams in Asia to take advantage of this sort of one year uh, one off system that Major League Baseball is going to follow. Right, because if you, if you think about the, the deal that Stewart signed with six years, seven mil, think about how much money a minor leaguer makes in six years. Well, even if they go through the minor league system, you know, it takes them three years. Well, the final three years, they're making league minimum. They're making, you know, just under $2 million right there. So you're right. They could they could get creative, uh, you know, and, and, and do that. Have you been watching any of the, the KBO games? I, I haven't watched a ton, full disclosure, uh, just because the, the time is really weird out here on the yeah. West Coast. I know it's weird for everybody, but uh, it's tougher, f I think, for us than, than most. Uh, so I haven't. Uh, but what about you guys? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it, catching some, catching – it doesn't help that they're on at 3 o'clock in the morning, but, you know, I catch the Wilson Ramos highlights. Uh, <laughs> 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 you got to check Jokic. Anything that's got a slight Colorado <laughs> attachment even in the slightest. I'm like, I'm checking on that. I'm okay with getting up early. I'll just go to bed at like 7 o'clock at night and set the alarm for 3.30 if I got it. That's – He's I'm, hardcore, I'm man. Very much okay with that. <laughs> so, what, what what else are you guys looking for in this draft? We we saw Nick Gonzalez just go. Um, he, he's a player that personally I was very high on. Um, he had a five home run day this year. I don't know if you got you guys probably yeah. already talked about that. Uh, Did you get to see ins- him play when he was down in Arizona by any chance? No, I missed I missed him. Um, it would have been it would have been great to see him because he he was somebody that sort of burst on the radar i mean he's he's walk on it's a great story uh and just started raking at new mexico state and there's a lot of questions scouting wise about level of competition and they play at altitude but then he went to the cape cod and raked uh and and so uh you know a lot of answered a lot of questions in that regard so he he was somebody that i've been uh, i've been paying attention to for sure yes how about spencer torkelson i, I know arizona state uh, university is is right there in Tempe. I, I'm sure you've seen some some amazing players over the last couple of years. You know, play for the Sun Devils. Yeah, what a what a great program. Uh, I I happened to see their coach on TV today, and and he was talking about um, they they feel like they're going to have a really really strong program coming back next year because they think that they're going to uh, collegiate level is going to start to see a collection of more talent coming out of uh, current circumstances, and so he's feeling. A- Excited about the future, but even excited, more excited of his players go in the coming week. And, and Torkelson's a great bat, and uh, you know it's you have to you have to be able to hit if you're going to go one one as a first baseman, right? So I think pr- there's a lot of confidence across all of baseball about how his bat's going to play. Um, I think uh, you know it sounds weird to say, but what I might be most excited about is actually the the picks at 35 and and 46 for the Rockies are just in general, the competitive balance round. We've been studying this draft class for about a month now and the amount of talent, the number of guys I'm seeing who might be available there from 30 to 40, who you're like, Hey, he's got three plus pitches. I'm like, he's got what now? Uh, You're you're looking at maybe a guy like Slate Sassoni falling back to the Rockies or, or some of these types of, Guys, so I'm, I'm just really excited to see how that middle ground shakes out. Um, we do want to let you go. It sounds like San Diego is getting close. But any, any, uh, any final thoughts for us on, on just draft night and how you're feeling tonight? Yeah, well, I mean, it's an exciting night for everybody. Uh, I'll throw one more name out there um, for somebody that I'm looking at. I, I, I like Jordan Walker a lot. Um, I'll be very Ooh. interested to see where he goes. He, he could be somebody sort of in that comp uh, area that you were just talking about, Drew. Big kid at a high schooler, and man, he, he can mash. 6'5? Yeah. Big, big guy. Big boy. The, uh, so we got to let you go. Thank you so much, Scott, everybody. Make sure you're checking out all the work at Sabre. Become a member if it is within your means to do so. Uh, we have done as much. You get all kinds of cool stuff. Swing by our monthly uh, meetings that we have, though. They're all on Zoom right now. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. And the San Diego Padres pick is in, and they've done a thing that we thought they might do, Patrick. We finally got a thing right. They went Robert Hassel out of Independence High School. Uh, The Padres had been tied to this guy. The Rockies had been tied to him to some degree. Honestly, I wasn't in love with the profile. I could have talked myself into him, but the Padres taking him here, 
uh, and leaving Reed Detmers on the board makes me happy. But let, let's talk about this guy a little bit because he does have a, a whole lot of upside. He's an extraordinary defender. Uh, he could end up being a really good player here for San Diego. I don't want to downplay that. Uh, but they've reached just a little bit further back and taken a guy who was by no means a consensus top 10 pick. Yeah, we, we had him about 15 on our board. You know, he, again, those questions about the high schoolers, you know, we, we've talked with some you know, guests already about, about the grind. Philip Deal talking about even playing in a Division One school, going to, you know, rookie ball and, and Appalachian League. And if you look at the layout, the Appalachian League, all those teams are relatively close together. So you don't even have to travel that far, but it is such a grind. And, you know, even if you're, you're going in AA Eastern League, it's – it's just so tough. So how do you develop a high school player when the normal means of doing that are going to be wiped away? There's going well, to be no rookie ball going forward. Patrick, that is the question because you know who's still on the board? <gasps> Don't. I didn't look at there at number six on our big board. I, I, uh-huh. I have said how many times in our podcasts, in our previews, in our talk, <sighs> don't take a high school. We published a thing today, and I said, please don't <laughs> with the possible obs- exception of maybe the next Cody Bellinger being on the board. I'd take pitching, take pitching, take pitching, but you've got four or five minutes now for the Colorado Rockies to decide if they want to take a guy who could profile as the best bat in the system immediately. Absolutely. He would be the best. He would, there's no, he would be the best bat in the system immediately. You said it. You said, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Except, right? And I said it too. Except if Zach Veen's available. Oh, my gosh. Pardon the language, folks. This might not <laughs> be safe for children right now. Because the Rockies, Jersey, I've heard. the Rockies are on the clock. You've got, you've got Zach Veen, a guy who, again, the projections to Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich. Again, he's just got a sweet swing. Man, there's highlights of him just launching balls and batting practice. And again, it's batting practice, but there's there's nothing you can look at at that swing and not say that that's not going to play on the next level. Reed Detmers is still available. If you want a, a guy who he might not be any better than a number three starter, but we see Tyler Chatwood got, what, 50-some million dollars from the Chicago Cubs as a number three starter. That's got a lot of value in today's game. So... Do you go read Detmers there? Those are the two guys, right? Anywhere else? If I was else? in that room, I don't even know what I'd be doing right now. It's I don't 40, even. It's 45% Zach Veen, 45% Reed Detmers, 10% Garrett Mitchell. I'm with you. I'm Is with it... you. I, Zine, Zach Veen's only 18 years old. He's not going to be playing at Coors Field anytime soon. He's not going to help you with any of your current window issues of trying to extend. You know, he's, he's a different. But he might be that dude. Like, he might be that dude. I didn't think there was any way Zach Veen was going to be available at number nine. I probably could have been talked into, other than Torkelson and Martin, who fell quite a bit, any of these other guys being available at nine before Veen. I would imagine there's borderline chaos in, over in Jeff no, Reitich's office Nobody right projected now. Robert Hassel to go ahead of, of Zach Veen. There, there's, no. there's no projections out there. Um, you, you, even if you're talking to you know, front offices all around the game, you're not, you're not going to hear anyone say Robert Hassel's name before Zach Veen. And the most recent mock draft by Baseball America, who are you know, 
probably the best industry insiders as far as, you know, covering minor league baseball, college baseball, the draft. Their most recent mock draft that they released today had the Rockies taking a high school catcher by the name of Tyler Soderstrom. And if Zach they do that now, it's a reach. Yeah, come on, you can't do that now. If Veen and Detmers aren't on the board, I mean, it does make your job a little bit harder. But now, but now, I I don't think there's any way you could justify a high school catcher. So, man. They've been on the clock for 14 minutes now. It feels like at least 14. <laughs> How many you got on your clock, your mental I am, clock? I, I, my, my internal <gasps> clock has been going for a couple of hours, and the pick is in, and the Colorado Rockies have selected <laughs> Zach Veen out of Spruce Creek High what? School. Patrick, holy they, uh, they did it. They, there's, wow. I mean, there's no way. There is zero chance. There is zero possibility that before 10 minutes to go, five minutes ago, Jeff Breidich and company and Bill Schmidt and their team was like, Veen, Veen's our guy. He's where they thought they thought he was off the board at five. They just took a guy with Cody Bellinger's upside at number nine. Now we'll get into the pitchers that'll be available later. If you're like, it, it wasn't a pitcher. It wasn't a pitcher. We've got time to talk about it. Patrick, I am stunned. I can't believe this just happened. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. Now, we got him. You know, we, we might have to change the name of our show to the Hypocrisy Podcast because we have been banging the drum saying, uh, don't no, take no a high schooler. schooler. You don't no take a high schooler. schooler. But, you know, we, we saw you, Zach. Veen, we saw you at the corner of our eye. We, we saw you, but, hey, no high schoolers. We see you. And, and each day he started, you know, getting cl- you know, further into our peripheral view. And, and here he is taking front and center stage as one of the youngest players in the draft at a Spruce Creek High School, Southern Florida, not too far from Lake Mary High School, where Brendan Rogers uh, was selected in 2015. I know those two guys have worked out together. They've, they've, so they've got some kind of relationship. And, yep. and now they are definitely going to have a relationship as they are both Possibly members of the Colorado Rockies. They still got to get him signed. You know, he's going to have some leverage. That becomes Good the question. Point. Good that becomes point. the question is, can you sign him? What kind, of, what kind of conversations have you been having with Zach Veen up to this point? Because Robert Hassel had been attached to the Padres throughout this process. So they had been saying to him, look, we don't care if Detmers, we don't care if Veen, don't care if Gonzalez is available. We want you in the eighth spot. Here's what we're going to offer you. Are we good? We're good. And now Zach Veen falls to ninth. What has the relationship been like? Do the Rockies know that they can get this guy uh, with their bonus pool money? Right? Are they going to? How much are they going to have to go over slot? Does Zach Veen still think, hey, you know what? My name was being whispered in the top five. Now the Blue Jays pick at five was worth $6.1 million. The Rockies pick is under five. That's a million-dollar difference that if you have to pay him over the Rockies slot, you now have to take that away from somebody else later on in the draft, and that's going to cost you talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you you got to think they've got some confidence that they can pull it off. Look at this young man. At six foot five, 200 pounds, the power is real. The power... There is no question about this young man's ability to hit a baseball. Uh, maybe a bit of a fringy defender, not sure you know, where he's going to play. Uh, but if he, he really works on his athleticism, again, that body fills out. Uh, he, he could be a pretty solid defender. He doesn't have overwhelming speed. But he's also known, and this, this is 
what, what gets me. And this reminds me of the last time the Colorado Rockies took a high school outfielder around this area of a young man by the name of David Dahl. Uh, I see a lot of Dahl. On, we've already mentioned Bellinger's number, but look at that sweet, sweet left-handed stroke. It's easy power. He's going to hit monster jams. Uh, this guy immediately becomes, especially because Brendan Rodgers has just graduated, the best bat in the Colorado Rockies system comfortably. No offense to Michael Toglia and some of these other first basemen they've taken over the last couple of years, but this dude rakes. I can't, I can't believe it. He's, he's got a lofty swing. You know, obviously, as you can see there, you know, launching baseballs. I've been talking about uh, some clips that I had seen of him last year at the Under Armour All-American game, which, which is, you know, part of the it's, – it's one of the, the, the jewels and, and the, the diamond gems, if you will, of the, you know, showcase circuit. And during BP, man, he was just hitting some shots into the right field bleachers in Wrigley Field. And with the Rockies, he's, he's definitely going to get that, that opportunity again. He packed on 20 pounds of muscle in the offseason, five. Right now he's 200 pounds. And he's going to be getting even bigger than that. So it's, you know, you, you talked about his defense, right? Now he wants, to, he wants to play center field, and then he thinks he can. He also wants to win an MVP. You know, there's an article that came out on MLB.com um, last week, and, and his, his head's in the right spot. Even saw something on social media. So he's, he's getting him, he put himself out there working out and saying, man, I, I want to play pro ball. And, and he wants to do it at a high level, and he's going to for the Colorado Rockies if, um, if they can meet his number. I, I don't want yeah. to I don't want to gamble. I know. Him. You, I don't you keep saying it. No, it's, it's, important to, it's important to remember. And not only that, because it could also impact, you know, what they're going to do at 35, if they're going to be able to take a guy who's still on the board there. If there's a really good talent that falls, the Rockies might not be able to, to jump at him. And, and we'll keep our eyes on that and, and try to explain it as best we can. As that's happening, there's one other thing I wanted to point out here about Veen, and, and it's the reason he was the exception to my rule uh, rather than cursed at of these other guys who have big strikeout numbers and the, and, and the big leg kick and everything. Veen's got an eye. The scouts have pointed out his eye, and I think that's one of the most important things as, as far as defeating the Coors Field hangover effect, continuing to be able to hit on the road. So while, you know, the, the big power swing makes you wonder – it's so smooth. It's so bat to ball. There's so many fewer moving pieces in his hack than some of these other guys, and that he's got a good feel for the strike zone. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. Yeah, he's he's definitely a, a player you know you can dream on. And again, with with him being a high schooler, you know you might not see him for three years, but but that's okay. That's okay because again, when he makes his impact on the field and when he's ready you know he's got the potential again to be a Cody Bellinger type player he's he's got that potential to win an MVP and and you you think you might be able to say that about a lot of the other guys that have already been selected but I don't know that uh you know Nick Gonzalez even a power hitting second baseman like Nick Gonzalez you know we haven't seen too many of those guys win MVPs um but but Veen has that potential to win an MVP and here we see the Los Angeles Angels taking advantage of, of what some of the other teams did not and saying, hey, you know what? We could use a, a quality number three starter that, that might have a Jamie Moyer-like career. And right. so they grab the lefty out of the University of Louisville, 
not Louisville, for those of us in Colorado, <laughs> but the University of Louisville, Reed Detmers. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and this was, it, it almost puts it on the table right here for you, right? Because when I, f- my first foray, like week one, Detmers was my guy. And if Veen had been off the board here, Detmers would have been my guide. I would have been talking about what a great safe pick it is, how nice it is to have a guy who you, whether he's got a ceiling of a third starter or not, he's expected to be a third starter. And that, that's difficult to come by. And every Rockies team in the history of ever has needed that guy to just help fill out their rotation. Even the, the ones that had great top-end guys, they needed a guy with this type of profile. But if you are a dreamer, if you like to get excited, if you believe in young men's abilities to reach their potential and do amazing things, then, yeah, with Detmers here going to the Angels, you've got a a guy with a solid pitch mix who's expected to be very good. And as you put it earlier, with Veen, the road is longer. There are more risks. But that guy could be an MVP in this league. Uh, we've got sources here in our comment se- section citing a source named Dan O'Dowd, who has already comped Zach Veen to Larry freaking Walker. Like, Pretty and good. Dan O'Dowd knows a thing or two about Larry freaking Walker. Um, I, I'm, I'm still blown away here. Uh, Patrick, do you have more on Detmers? I'm, 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 my heart is in my throat. Well, we're, I have more on Veen, but but as far as Detmers goes, yeah. he was a guy that in our mock drafts, um, I, I know I when I selected for them, Detmers wasn't available, and I went Garrett Crochet, and I figured, you know what, the Angels, Mike Trout, he's good for 10-plus years at an MVP level. You know, of course, they have Joe Adele, one of the top you know outfield prospects in the game, a couple other guys, and, and Brandon Marsh and, and Jordan Adams. So the bats were there for them. It made most sense for them to go after a pitcher, and you know maybe they would have taken a, a guy like Garrett Crochet, but they they lucked out. They were able to go because of of Robert Hassel moving into that uh, that eight spot with the Padres. They they were able to you know get the best player that's available there. And and again for Zach Veen, Rockies fans, get get used to it because. You may have the, the, the sexiest player in the 2020 MLB draft. This is a guy that, yes, let's forget about his journey to the major leagues. And, oh, but he didn't go to college. And oh, he's doing it in high school. And forget about that. Let's talk about the fact of scouts looking at this guy, looking at his swing, thinking, man, he's only at 18 and a half right now. All right, at 19 and a half. At, all right, when he's 20. Oh, man. This kid can make make his MLB debut at 20 years old as one of the youngest Rockies players ever, and and there's there's that potential for that. You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily have believed it until I saw a, another guy do it similarly in in Jared Kelnich, who was sorry Mets fans taken by the Mets in, in 2018 and was dealt last offseason in the Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz debacle. Yeah, I said it. But Jack Kelnich <laughs> finished his year with the Mariners at Double A and has been undoubted and saying, "Hey, just because I'm in high school doesn't mean I can't make the same growth as another guy." So Zach Veen, sexy pick. And if you want to be a sexy pick, then you got to get yourself manscaped. You know it. You know it's right. You got to feel good. You got to smell good. You got to be clean. And hey. 
you know, Father's Day is coming up, and like father, like son, everyone's got to take care of the family jewels, and Manscaped Perfect Package could be the perfect gift for dad. It's the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. They have forever changed the game with the Perfect Package 3.0. I can vouch for it. Personally, Manscaped is the number one recommended gift for dad. It just is perfect. The package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 water-resistant cordless body trimmer. It's got the light on there, makes it really, really easy for you to round out your manscaping routine, get nice and tight, never going to get any nicks, never going to get any cuts, and it's going to be easy. You're not going to have to spend an hour down there going crazy. You've got all the best ingredients, so you have only the best experience. You've got that trimmer, but that's not all you get with the Perfect Package 3.0. You also get the Crop Preserver, some anti-chafing deodorant, the Reviver, a refreshing spray, some athletic boxer briefs that I promise you will be among the most comfortable you have ever worn in your life. you got to feel good down there if you're going to feel good at all. And Manscaped is going to get you feeling the best you've ever felt in your life. And you get a free gift of the Shed Travel Bag with all of this stuff. That travel bag is absolutely amazing. So, you get products that are, first of all, cruelty-free, carbon-free, dye-free, and vegan. And, check this out, you get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code DNVR20 at Manscaped. Dot com. 20% off, great deal, right? But free shipping, are you kidding me? At this point, you're practically losing money and you're definitely losing out on being the freshest, best feeling version of yourself that you can be. I promise you it's been the case with me. So use that code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code DNVR20. It's dad bod season. Time to get smooth. All right, let's throw it to the next part of our conversation with AJ Hayfley. What's going on? This is fun. I, um, I, I honestly, I did not have MLB draft being the most chaotic and fun thing to happen uh, on my 2020 bingo card, but here we are. This has been awesome. This Absolutely is insane. honestly like watching watching those first five picks unfold. It was like. Okay, so Nick Gonzalez is going to drop, and I'm going to get excited about that, and Zach Veen keeps dropping, and then it just felt like San Diego was just sitting there, mm. like like lurking as they were going to ruin all of the fun, and then like as excited as I was about a guy like Reed Detmers, it was going to feel like such a letdown if Zach, Zach Veen went one pick earlier, and then they were like, no, nah, we like Robert Hassel because they don't know what they're doing out there, and this is awesome. Well, the I, Padres are the Padres are going to be a key piece to this entire draft because every one of their selection, including the competitive balance round, they're going one before. They're at 34 and they're at 45. So, so far, thanks Padres. Yeah, it's gone really well so far. Uh just keep keep doing that. Just keep doing that. Winners of every offseason ever, the, the San Diego Padres and they're 
So obviously, AJ, you were just telling us uh, about it. There's there, is there anything we missed about this guy in our exuberance that I didn't do? Of all the preparations I did, I didn't write a bio on Zach Veen. I didn't think he was going to be there. Uh, what what are you most excited about? Let's just put it that way. There's zero reason not to be excited about this. What, what I, intrigues you most about him? For me, it's it's just the combination. It's the it's the it's the frame, right? He's six five already. 18 years old he's gonna fill out he's gonna turn himself into a monster like this is gonna be a monster just wandering around course field mashing home runs so that right there very exciting the power is gonna fill out it's 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 very easy to project that look at that and feel like that's gonna be great he's also you know i think he's also gonna be a pretty good defender he's gonna end up in one of the corners he won't be able to do the the you know part of filling out is that he's going to slow down a little bit, so he's not going to be able to patrol center field and course field. That's fine, but him him as a as like one of the next great corner outfielders and what is turning into a Rockies tradition, I'm down with that. Uh, he's he's got the 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 discipline at the plate too that really stands out. Where you wonder, you know, okay, we were talking about yesterday. We talked about a guy like Kirstad and. What's what scares you about him, despite him having such a power profile in the SEC, it was that he may not be able to actually hit the ball come come pro baseball. Right. And with Veen, you have nowhere near the same level of a red flag on him. You like the discipline. You like the hit tool. You like the, the, the ability to consistently make contact. And then you look at him and he looks like freaking Cody Bellinger. And we just watched Cody Bellinger just like lay waste to the NL. So it's like, okay, well, how can you not be excited about this? It's it's honestly, it's this this is perfect. This is Jerry Judy, this is Alex Newhook, Bowen Byram, Kale McCarr. This is this is Colorado's insane draft luck just continues yeah. on the whole. Like MPJ to the Nuggets, like this, this is as exciting as it could have been for, for them at nine. It's it's like you said, it's gonna be it's gonna start off as as a rumble. And you're gonna you're gonna feel him before you can see him, and he's gonna get so big, and just just look out, he's gonna take over Denver. It's it's, it's Zach Zilla, it's Veen Kong. Look out, <laughs> this dude is the next biggest and best thing in Denver pro sports. Remember that WGT is the most beloved and played free golf game in the world, and you can download it right now. Totally for free, either on your computer or phone at dnvrgolf.com. It's a whole lot of fun. You can challenge any one of us on the DNVR staff or any number of other members of our community by joining the DNVR Country Club. You can play closest to the hole or full stroke play on world famous golf courses, including Pebble Beach, Beth Page Black, St. Andrews, and more. If you're a huge golf aficionado, this is the game for you. If you don't care at all about golf but are looking for something to do on your phone while you wait in line at the bank, this is the game for you. I'm telling you, whether you wanna practice at it, get better, end up investing in winning better clubs and better equipment so that you can really start to compete with people, or if you just want to whack a ball around for some literal like release of tension. That's what I use it for most of the time. I find it incredibly relaxing when I realize I'm probably just not going to be competitive, but I am getting better. It's amazing how that happens. So again, Head over to dnvrgolf.com and download WGT Golf, the official sponsor of DNVR Gaming, today.
we got prospect talk, farm system talk. Uh, we want to wrap up a little bit more of some of the things that need to be dealt with in the aftermath of the draft. The Rockies didn't just acquire some fun players to talk about. They also acquired some interesting players that have shaped, shaken up the organization, whether it's in terms of you know how their outfield looks, certainly how the catching looks, uh, how the next couple of years might look, how the top 15 prospects look, and therefore how that entire farm system stacks up in the ongoing conversation about how to measure all of that. Also, in addition, if you're listening to this on the podcast, then hopefully you've already heard some of our live reactions to the Rockies drafting Zach Veen and Drew Romo and some of our conversations and more Maybe not in-depth, but certainly immediate. You, you, you be the judge of how in-depth we were, but it was certainly immediate analysis uh, of those draft picks at the time as we move through our conversation here today. And it, you'll be hearing about where we think these guys fit more with the other prospects. But first, Patrick, I have got to get you in on another bonus round of our DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week. We're trying to help people out out there. I, I had one last week that uh, not quite sure came across full and clear. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that we've got your back. We're trying to make you some money out here. We're trying to make sure that if you've got that DraftKings Sportsbook app downloaded, you use that code DNVR, that you are getting the most bang for your buck. And Patrick, I know you got a good one for the folks out there today. Absolutely. I'm going to steer away a little bit from my team, the NC Dinos. As everyone knows, I've been a lifelong fan if life began at 2020, which for many of us, it's kind of ended. But uh, let's look at the Samsung Lions, who did not start off their 2020 season playing very well. But they have surged greatly so much that they are now just one game under 500. Uh, After yesterday's loss, they were actually... They were at 500, so they slipped a bit. But in their last 10 games, they are 7-3. and three. They're mm. on the road against Kia, which ultimately hasn't been a major factor as, as fans have only recently been uh, starting to get allowed back in there in, in South Korea and uh, in Taiwan and the CPBL. But on the hill today, and, and this is why I like Samsung too, is I like the lines. It's, it's minus 155 to go with Samsung. So you're, you're only laying a, a, a cool cool hundo right there on the line and you're going to get back 155 and i think that's a real good bet that's the pick of the week because david buchanan is on the hill he's one of their aces for the samsung Lions. that's right and he's he's going against drew gagnon so he's another Mm. international player so we got two uh, going against each other and And drews are good but you know no you gotta go buchanan's gotta go david buchanan's and patrick's are better that's right. <laughs> um, but but Buchanan is 4-0 in his last four starts, actually uh, had, had shutouts of, of six innings and seven innings, respectively. So he's greatly reduced his ERA. So I feel like he's the hot hand and the safe bet for your KBO pick of the week. That's the Samsung Lions at Kia Tigers. Boom shakalaka. Write it down. Make yourself some money. Get yourself hooked up. With the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 when you use that code 
DNVR. All right, let's jump into the Colorado Rockies farm system and an updated DNVR version of your Colorado Rockies top 15 or so prospects. And, and I'll, I'll make it clear why it's 15 or so uh, when we get there. And, and that'll probably branch us into the next conversation. We had on the last podcast or the one before that, before our friend Jake Storiali so rudely interrupted us by accepting our invite to come on the podcast we asked him to be on. Um, we, were, we were starting to have a conversation about where Zach Veen fit in the top five. And I think, Patrick, I was literally right on the verge of giving you my own top five. So why don't I start the conversation there? I'm going to give you my top five. Here's where, as you can see on the screen, if you're watching us live, uh, Baseball America, what they had in the top five before the Rockies took anybody in this draft. My updated rankings are as follows. At number one, I've got infielder Brendan Rogers. We discussed the reason for that and we can get back into it if we need to a little bit here. Number two, the new guy, outfielder Zach Veen. Number three, I've got outfielder Sam Hilliard because I'm a belief and I have belief in that young man's ability and because I put more value on trusting what we've seen. Uh, in number four, Still because of ceiling, I've got left-handed starting pitcher Ryan Rollison. And at number five, the big hitting first baseman Michael Toglia. That is my personal top five for the Colorado Rockies prospects. Differs a bit from Baseball America, um, who only put Sam Hilliard, by the way, in the Rockies' top six they put him in there at six that's a that's the high way higher than he's ever been until last year when he made his nlb debut and uh hit a whole bunch of home runs against a bunch of really good pitchers most um national you know prospect rankings didn't have sam hilliard anywhere near the rockies top 15. yeah and michael toglia and colton welker they end up moving out of that that top five that you had and, and i know you're pretty high on colton welker so uh i imagine he would, he would probably be right there number six and you know the one thing to be considered with these rankings is that you know whether you think veen is number one or number two and i think it's gonna split a lot of the prospect pundits uh right now i would i would if i was doing a top 100 ranking i would if i've got brendan rogers at 29 it wouldn't shock me if Zach Veen was right there at 30. Like, that's right. how neck and neck they are. But bottom line is, if we have a 2020 season, Brendan Rodgers is going to lose his prospect eligibility once he has 140 plate appearances. And therefore, Zach Veen immediately shoots up to number one. So we're not really going to be having this conversation any longer than right now as far as who is number one. It's going to be Zach Veen from 2021 and beyond. Which And, and this also brings up something interesting, too, is that I think there's even a chance if we don't get in a 2020 season, you could see people really just be more interested in the potential upside of a vaccine than Brendan Rogers, who's already showed you something, but hasn't shown you, you know, number nine overall potential. Now, yes, he was the third overall pick, but I think some of the luster has come off of him in a lot of ways. And as we discussed all throughout our draft day live shows is that, just even making it to the majors as a first-round pick has some value, right? It's 
yes, you if you're picking third overall, you're hoping you get a, at least one all-star season out of that guy, but odds suggest you might not even get that, right, as some guys don't even crack the majors when they're selected in the top ten. Right. I, I was going to say that actually is perfectly reflective, uh, not exactly the last thing you said, but the, the tenor of it with my number eight guy, Ryan Castellani. When you look at the two guys I have in front of him, you, you nailed my number six, Colton Welker, absolutely right. Um, and, and I've got um, Grant Levine up there now ahead of Castellani. And that stands in, in contrast, like that's the, the double-edged sword of the Sam Hilliard thing, right? Both Sam Hilliard and Ryan Castellani have been around longer and have been able to prove more. They've got a body of work. Uh, it's just that Sam Hilliard's is extraordinarily good, and Ryan Castellani's has been spotty last year especially. So, you know, where Rodgers, like you were saying, kind of at the major league level, we've seen like, oh, man, he really hasn't shown anything yet at the major league level. Well, Ryan Castellani really hasn't shown anything yet at AAA. Um, and he's still young, and I, I still see a ton of talent in this guy. That's why he's still in my top ten. Uh, you know, his his mechanics are extraordinary. He's a great big guy, and his stuff is great. If he can learn to control it a little bit, he's going to be something. But he's walking a lot of dudes. He, you know, it's not there. And so the body of work can can help you a lot, but it but it can hurt you in, the, in an instance like this as well. Yeah, Castellani is, is interesting because – you know, the, the two guys that kind of come to mind when I think about these prospect rankings and where guys should go would be Yancy Almonte and Jeff Hoffman. Now, both of those guys no longer have rookie eligibility. Uh, Almonte just barely got past, um, you know, the, the, the rookie parameters for a pitcher. Jeff Hoffman is, has thrown over 200 innings in the majors. But in many ways, it seems as if Jeff Hoffman is still a new-ish player. Sure, he's been with the Rockies and made appearances <laughs> Uh, in the last four seasons, but it's like, okay, we, we're not sure what he is other than the fact that maybe we are sure, and this is just who Jeff Hoffman is. And if you said, all right, let's say, let's suppose those guys are still prospects, you know, where would they rank? Now, Hoffman as a starter would probably be somewhere around where, you know, Castellani is. Maybe he's around 10th as far as value goes, right? right. Upside right. might not be very high, but he's at the show, and if you need innings, you know Hoffman's you know got a big enough body where he's going to contribute you know some some innings and you know with another organization we know how these things work boom something could a, a, a switch could be flipped and next yeah. thing you know he's somebody's quality number 4 starter Yense Almonte on the other hand of course he moves to the bullpen so he loses a lot of his value and as we've seen with a lot of relievers uh, throughout most organizations those guys even if they're a top reliever is going to be 10 at best so he might be somewhere 15 so Ryan Castellani still has, you know, the bloom is not entirely off the rose here for Castellani. And with a poor 2020 season, right, even if that only means no minor leagues and four starts in the majors, if those four starts aren't really good, then he's going to now take a hit. And he's going to start moving down the rankings because it's, you know what, you've had a long enough time to kind of show what your value could be. And while you could very easily be a, uh, a quality contributing member of the Rockies, like all of these guys. That's the thing is, is when you do these prospect rankings, a lot of it you have to balance that you know proximity to the majors and their upside. And you say, well, Castellani, he might not be that number two starter. Maybe the Rockies were hoping to get when they when they selected him out of out of 
uh, Arizona as a high school player. Now you say, hey, maybe number four starter at best, which, you know, last time I checked, is way better than you and I. So, you know, you keep those things in context, and that really starts to move some things around in the organization. You say, uh, let's keep Castellani here, but he's going to have to do a lot to move up, and really it won't take much for him to actually go the other way right. if he doesn't play up to the standards. Exactly right, exactly right. Uh, at, at nine, uh, I've just got sort of a safe pick um, that, that's very similar to what they've got. I've got Ryan Belayden. Uh, very close to where Baseball America has him. Uh, he's just, you know, big athletic kid, great swing, you know, not really a shortstop anymore, but we kind of knew that when they took him. Some limited defensive value there. We'll see, but he's hit really well. He's putting together, again, a decent body of work. Uh, there may be some value to him as a left fielder as well, kind of a, an odd could play third base or left field, sort of a strange kind of um, versatility there for Ryan Valade. But more exciting than that, and feel free to share your thoughts on Valade, Patrick. But at number 10, making his debut, I have got catcher Drew Romo. You convinced me to flip it around. Um, and again, it's the upside. And... If you're looking at the list here on the live and you see third baseman Aaron Schunk there at number nine, who got bumped out of the top ten when for my top ten when I put Drew Romo here, um, some of that I'll admit is that Aaron Schunk has snuck up on me a bit. That that's I'm getting that information more from other outlets. I haven't seen him as much, and I and that's on me. I need to do that. Um, and I did a very like. Brad Pitt as Billy Bean and Moneyball thing, just like 26 and double. I just did like like a big hitting third baseman versus like a potential Gold Glove catcher. Catcher. I, 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 that's basically like the amount. I like I'm. Just, I think Romo fits around in this area in terms of his upside. Why Romo over Shunk, catcher over third baseman, uh, and some of that is even. And this is not necessarily how you should rank prospects, but it's like I just don't see the Rockies having a need at third base for a very, very long time. <laughs> and and they've had a need at catcher forever. So, you know, I, I don't know that that's fair to Aaron Chunk, but Drew Romo gets my 10 spot. Yeah, that, you know, that brings up an interesting point about, like, need and depth. Um, but if, if, if we're strictly looking at value, so, yes, the Rockies probably value Drew Romo more as far as where they're going to maybe put their resources, right? Um, he's probably going to get similar money to what Chunk got. Uh, out of the second round last year, and coming out of the University of, of Georgia, but um, ultimately, ultimately, I think I think Shunk, you know, may have, you know, the the easier path in general to the majors, just because again, playing the SEC, coming, you know, playing for the Bulldogs, so you know, he's he's got that on his side. Played really well in Boise last year in the Northwest League. I, I think he was uh, a short season All Star before. I know he had um, some injuries that, no. that kind of. Shortened his season slightly to 46 games, but hit 306, um, you know, with, with 873 OPS overall. So I would have Shunk ahead of Romo, but that would be the that would be the highest I think we could possibly see someone like Drew Romo is around the 10th spot. Right. Ultimately, I think just because the numbers, it, it's so hard to play the the numbers out as far as high school catchers being drafted in the first round. Yeah. Since 
going back to, to 2009, so in the last 10 drafts, and keep in mind, if you got drafted even only like two years ago, I even say three years ago, there's most of those players haven't even made it to the majors yet. I think there's only been, been two guys from the 2017 draft who have yeah. you know, made it to the majors in 2019. So if you go back to 20, 2009, there's only four guys who are high school catchers that even have made their debut. And so the last group of guys were from 2013. So the road to the majors is just incredibly hard. And yeah. you, you, you take a chance. When you see a kid, a kid is not a statistic. A kid isn't you know, a stat that you just look at and go, yeah, but he's a catcher and he's from high school. We're not going to draft him. Like you, you, you believe in the person, you believe in the player, you believe maybe most importantly in the abilities of the people in your organization. And as Dom Nunez told us on day two of the MLB draft, Mark Stripmatter, the catcher in the, or, in the Rockies organization, is, quote, the best in the business. Right. And we are going to hammer that to death as right as anyone covering the Rockies should because that is a fact. He's the best in the business. So you couple those things together. You go, well, four guys made it to the majors out of the, the 25. I, I, the number was 20, I think. That's not a lot, but they didn't have Strit. They didn't have those guys. Right. They weren't Drew Romo. They're, so this is different. You, each guy is unto himself. So I, I think the highest upside you could see him again, coming out of high school, not all time, he's 10th best prospect. But he's number 10, and I think you might see him as low as 15 or 16 on some other list. I would have him around 12 personally, um, and with catchers, that's the one position that's so fluid that one year you could see a guy at 15, and if it's a strong system, he might be off the top 30 list the next year just because other guys are moving up and they, they struggle and they maybe need to repeat at a level because they're just not picking up the bat element. Right. You can be a great defensive catcher, but if you're hitting 199, it might be hard for a manager to stick with you. It might be hard for an organization to say, we're going to run you out there. Batting 199. Our fans here at DNVR Rockies are so intelligent. They know that on-base percentage and slugging is way more important than batting average. But if you're hitting 199, that is just hard for most <laughs> fans to comprehend and ignore and be like, oh, but his defense is really great. You can't run a guy out there if the bat I would. doesn't go along. I don't care. I'm running him out there. I don't I mean, care. I might too. I, I don't too. get a catcher. I don't <laughs> care. And that's part of why you and I, and I can't find, I was trying to find one right now, but I, I, I'm pretty sure we're counter the consensus here. There haven't been a ton of lists that have come out ranking individual systems post the draft, but the two that I saw, and now I just can't find them. So I could just be making this up. I don't think so. Had McMahon over Romo on their boards. Uh, Chris I McMahon. See, I can see that. And, and I think that that's um, because they're not looking at all of the things that you basically just outlined for us here uh, about uh, the Rockies and Romo in particular and, and the system and, and all of those, those types of things. That being said, I did slide Shunk in there at, uh, at 11, so it's not like I, I destroyed the young man. Uh, <laughs> I just slid Romo in ahead of him, which may be slightly unfair. I got Tyler Nevin right then in there at 12, so you know I'm not going too far away from the consensus there. And that is where I have slid in the new starting pitcher out of Miami because there 
for me on this list that we're looking at on the live at 11, Ariel Amador, a shortstop who I believe is 17 years old. Um, so you've just got a ton of question marks about that kid, and he's a, he's a long, long ways away. At 12, they've got Ben Bowden, who I've slid in now at 15, just behind, uh, kind of rounding out my list here. Uh, and then at 13, they've got Carl Kaufman, who we've talked about before, who the Rockies uh, took with their uh, first overall pick, but didn't. He, he hasn't had a chance to pitch in professional baseball yet. So essentially what I'm trying to say is, other than you know Bowden, who's a relief pitcher, all those guys are just gigantic question marks, and that's why for me there's just a much safer comfort zone saying, I think Chris McMahon's going to be a major league pitcher within the next couple of years, and it, you know he's probably going to be solid, and I feel far more confident saying that than I do about any of these other folks, and so he slides in there for me at 13. That's fair because, I mean, if you look at the current rankings here by Baseball America, you see Carl Kaufman, a Power 5 school starting pitcher, the Friday night starter for the University of Michigan Wolverines. They went, went to the College World Series last year. And then this year you have a team like Miami who you know almost seemed destined for that route. Uh, McMahon, of course, the, the Saturday starter was slain, excuse me, Slade Ciccone, uh, throwing on Friday Gone. nights. And, and so you say, wow, you got these two guys that were selected in the top 50, Power 5 you know, schools, they've got a lot in common. And here, Baseball America, uh, the, the beginning of the year rankings, got 13. By the end of the year, essentially, yeah, McMahon is at 13 again. So, you know, those things definitely line up. And, I, and, and again, you, I think you could, you could have McMahon and, and Romo flip-flops, flip-flopped, and I think probably most outlets will. But I, I fully understand, you know, your, your take on that, and, uh, and, and I, would, I would have McMahon at, at 13 as well. All right, well, we got, we got some comments coming in here, and, and John's worried about where Ashton Godot is at. And, you know, I want to talk about some of the players who are getting no love at the back end of the list and why the middle of it is so funky and weird. But first, we kind of get excited. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but, you know, sports betting is here. Legal sports betting has arrived in the state of Colorado. We're all very excited. If you've been following the DNVR Bets show, then you know that you've been making money. If you've been listening to our guy Patrick Lyons give you the DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week, you've been making yourself some money. You're following along. There's so many great ways for you to make yourself some money. I don't know if you're recognizing a trend here, but that's really what's going on. It's what it's about. So don't worry if you haven't been able to figure out anything about betting so far. We've got explainers for you on DNVR's site. Go to our YouTube page. Make sure you're subscribed to that. They'll get you all set up with what this over and under and minus and above and all that is. You can get in, get your feet wet. All of it's illegal. Legal. I've got to say that very carefully. I said, don't take that weird breath. All of it is legal above board. It's not like one of those offshore operations from the past that you may have worried about. It is safe. It's secure. And it's reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. You can bet anytime, anywhere, and to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering special odds and promotions pretty much all the time. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users get a sign-up bonus of up to 
$1,000. I didn't say that incorrectly. I didn't read it incorrectly. Uh, G, that's right, DraftKings Sportsbook, going all out. Sign-up bonus is up to $1,000. You just got to enter that code DNVR when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus require, requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. So, I agree, John, that Ashton Godot doesn't get enough love. And I actually think that the rest of the Rockies' prospect list is honestly a big, gigantic tie for 16th place. If to, 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 to totally <laughs> oversimplify things, there, there's, a, there's a lot of talent here that are just, they're either at completely different stages of their career. And so, guys like... Ariel Amador and Taryn Vavra have a few more question marks. Or Jacob Wallace is very intriguing, but there's a limited ceiling there because he's a relief pitcher. Um, uh, pitcher Helcris Oliveras, I think I'm close on that. He's just very far away, but an intriguing talent. Brenton Doyle's a guy that's just kind of started to make his name as a prospect a little bit, but still has only reached high A ball. He could be the next Sam Hilliard, and right now he's ranked higher than Sam Hilliard used to be. You go, you go down the list, whether you're looking at Ashton Godot, who was a late bloomer who didn't get good till he was 26 in AA and looked like he was, like, had a shot. Probably wasn't going to do it, but he had a shot to win that fifth rotation spot. Like, if he'd really come out his last couple times in spring training, I think he, he had picked up more innings than anybody else in spring training. They were giving him... A good long list. You see Josh Fuentes in, at like 27 or whatever it is. And, and I think Patrick and I are both of the mind that this kid's going to be a player in Major League Baseball. I don't know how good, but I'm, I'm not even comfortable putting a ceiling on him at this point. When, when we saw him at spring training this year, show up in shape, beard, focused, like feeling like, he's, like he belongs in the Major Leagues. A kid who was undrafted and, and all the things that he's done. So... Yeah, I um, there's a lot of talent in this system, and I understand why outside observers oftentimes look in and go, nah, uh, one, you know, I don't see the traditional scouting tools that you might pick out there, and two, and this happens, I think, a lot more than people realize, I don't trust the Rockies to develop those guys. And that is a part of how farm systems are often ranked. That's how, you know, if you listen to the way scouts and a lot of these people talk about teams. Yeah, like I, I was watching another show where they were doing analysis on the Rockies taking Chris McMahon and they were like, ah, oh, it's, oh, it's a bummer. He's just going to get ruined there. Like he, he could be, he could have been a good pitcher, but now I'm putting a floor on him at like a, a four. Like he'll be a four at best because he's in that Rockies organization. And the, these were like Actual people, they're not current scouts, but they've been scouts before, and now they do analysis. And I'm like, it's brutal, but it, it's a part of the, you know, why you've got to look at it a little bit more in depth uh, for these Rockies. I, I can't disagree with your point about these guys almost all tie for, for 16th, right? In, in a way, it's 
it's compression, right? If you think about a bell curve, the guys that are at the, at the front of the curve, uh, the early innovators, if you will, depending on if you're a Malcolm Gladwell fan, you know, those are the guys that get paid the most money because they have the best skills. They, Mike Trout, you know, how many players are like him? Look at his, his numbers last year and the previous five years over the course of his career. No one's like him. He's all the way on the far end. He gets paid the most, right? And then, you know, you got players like Nolan Arenado. Okay, he's still towards the front. He's going to get paid what he deserves there. But there are a few players like him, so that's why they're in that, like, second group, if you will. Then you've got the majority of MLB is smack dab in the middle as far as their abilities go, for, for greater or worse. And ultimately, if, if you're not that much better than a guy in AAA, then I'm not going to pay you a million because I can pay somebody else half of a million dollars, and I've got the opportunity to, to bring them up and down in the majors all throughout the course of, of three years. Can't do that with you. So that's where a bulk of those guys are at, and I think until players start to separate themselves, then you begin to see, all right, well, Sam Hilliard, he's not tied for 16. He, he, let's move right. him up. Let's bump him up a little bit. Josh Fuentes, not even on the list. right? He's not even in consideration. He's on that far extreme end because he wasn't drafted, didn't go to a big school, Missouri Baptist University in St. Louis. You know, again, undrafted free agent, struggled through, through much of his career coming up at Asheville. Modesto finally gets to Hartford. It comes together. Now people start noticing and says, all right, you're a tied for 16th caliber player. And then he goes and has you know an MVP season in 2018. Um, I think that's, as John was saying, hey, no love for, for Godot. Well, we're waiting for Godot. We don't know who he is, right? Baseball America has him as 23rd, but who is Ashton Godot? To play devil's advocate, if we have a season, and even if he's a part of this roster early on, he'll essentially, he's got the same birthday as me, July 23rd, marking your calendar, he'll be 28 years old making his debut or, or just starting to contribute. There are not many guys who have been successful at age 28 playing in the majors. Now, there are some exceptions to that rule, and most of those guys probably came from Japan. But if we're talking guys who were in the normal uh, American Major League Baseball farm system, there aren't very many guys who've done that at that age. There's a reason why. And they haven't contributed for very long, right? They just they don't have a, a, a long career. You know, there's a good, good odds that even if Godot can contribute this year and next, that he might not ever, ever even reach free agency just because for him to reach free agency at this point, he would be 34, 35 years old, at which point right. he's a 34, 35-year-old pitcher. Right. What kind of abilities does he have? How much better is he than a guy making league minimum? So I agree. I, I think, I think Godot's finally – he started getting love after what he did you know, at Hartford in, in 2019, and it's a bummer he had some – some injury issues, but he went out and he shoved in the Arizona Fall League. That was incredibly impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And that made me much more of a believer because yeah. guys can go to double A and be productive on the pitching side because it's a little friendlier to the pitchers. But when he did that cool, in Arizona, there. man, yeah. that. And then he showed, showed up at love. spring training and he was shoving. And the Rockies were pushing him. Like clearly pushing him, not like secretively pushing him. Like we're we're going to put you out there more than everybody else. I think he had a like three or four more innings, which uh, the way they they stack up at that level, that's a significant 
more number of innings. That's, that'd be like having 10 more at-bats than the next guy in spring training. Like, if you've got 10 more at-bats than anybody else three weeks into spring training, there, there was that year they did that with Rymal Tapia. And it was for the exact same reason, because it was, we're deciding on you, kid. We're deciding, yeah, yeah, it's time. And Tapia made the team. And I I don't think Godot was going to, uh, because I think, you know, Chichi Gonzalez is just a safer bet right now. But, like, if there had been an injury and he shoved in his last couple of outings, he could have been the Rockies' fifth starter. Um, And and, and I think he could have contributed. And depending on how he's kept himself in shape in the meantime and, and what the rosters look like if and when hopefully baseball comes back um i think he's a he's a a taxi squad guy i think he's he's someone they'll need to call on and could be a contributor so you're right like we're gonna find out one way or another and i i don't think we're gonna look back on ashton godot and say i can't believe he was ranked so i think you're right if if they get something out of him for the rockies it'll be a couple of nice years and the rockies could use a couple of nice years to let's not undersell how valuable that would be but Josh Fuentes is a guy I look at sitting there at like maxing out at 27 after like five years of performance in the minors and after showing a little bit of what he can do with the majors. And he's still 27th on the damn list. The guy was MVP of the PCL. Whereas, yeah, 27th, Josh Fuentes. Like, he's the guy I look at in that bottom 10 and go there's a chance we look back and go, that was silly and ridiculous. Like, how how did we all miss on this guy who's a great athlete, who's got great hands, who's got, an ex- like, p- the pedigree in terms of, you know, the family, so it's not like you could miss out and not know who he was if you were a scout or something. Uh, and, and there's a lot more to it. I just think, in hindsight, in years future, people are going to look back and go, oops, missed on Josh Fuentes. Yeah, and, and I would I would actually amend something we, we talked about uh, just recently about these guys are tied for 16th because I think there's probably, again, from talking about the bell curve, uh, you, you, I'm putting things into groups, and I think there's a, there's a group that's tied for 16th, and then there's a lower part that I think is, is clearly still has so much to prove, and that, that probably starts around 25, 26. Christian Koss had a fantastic season uh, in Grand Junction, but... Vladimir Restituyo, you know, he had he had a, a good 2019 season, started at Boise. That was a little bit too much for him his first time in America. You know, went went to uh, back to Grand Junction. Fuentes is a guy, I, he, he should be up higher than that. As, as He's just he in the said. wrong spot. He is. <laughs> let's, just, let's just you and I agree that everyone's oh, yeah. got him in the wrong spot but us. I know how that yeah. sounds, but it's just true. <laughs> And Riley Pint, you might even put him up in that tied for 16th group, not as a starting pitcher, but as a reliever. Maybe something can happen. Mm-hmm. And then guys like P.J. Pouline, yeah. Will Etheridge, uh, we'll Daniel see. Montano, um, Yankee like uh, Fernandez. I mean, any of those guys, they're just such unproven commodities. Right. And that's not a slight on them because that's just – that's kind of where you start. Only so many guys can be like Zach Veen where you go, is he a top five guy in the system now? Undoubtedly. All right, what about your second and third pick? Drew Romo, Chris McMahon. Are they in the top 10? Right around there. And yeah. if you look at the rest of the 2020 class, I don't know really what any of those other guys, where they would fit in. Sam Weatherly in a normal minor league season has an opportunity to crack the top 30. 
Right. But outside of that, Case Williams has has such a long way go way to right. go. Jumping from high school in Colorado against not some of the best competition in the country mm-hmm. uh, to becoming a professional. Same thing for Jacob Blumgren, who I think he's got you know a lower ceiling. And even again, you know that that's that's what what's that's what makes baseball great and 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 awful at the same time is some of these guys they're grinding it out and they have good numbers and you look and you go shoot is anybody paying attention to this guy that's what happened with Fuentes I'm like is right. anybody paying attention to this guy I got to see it for myself and I went down in Albuquerque in 2018 I was banging the drum because I finally got to see it firsthand because there are guys who can hit 300 at Double A right you can a lot of guys are hitting 300 below that. But guys can do that, and you go, why is – he's almost like people have forgotten him. Like, who is this guy? He, yeah. Did he just roll up on a bus like the natural, and he's hitting 300 in double A? Because no one else is talking about him. What's right. going on? It's, it's just that you've got to prove yourself for so long. So Blumgren's going to have to do it, and so is undrafted free agent Luke Lysenring. He's going to have to do it. And as a catcher, it's going to be even harder for him to ever even crack a top 30 list. But maybe ours. Like how I had Raimel Tapia rated to be a professional when he was in single A and people were telling me I was crazy. The, the jury may still be out on Tapia, but that was another one. It's like, is no one paying attention to this guy? Like, I know, you know, sometimes people hit 320 in the minors, but every year, all the time, constantly, to never have a three-game hitting slump, or no, four. He never went four consecutive games in the minors without a hit. And it's like, I, I think there might be something going on here. So that's why we're going to have to stay in touch with Blomgren and Case Williams and uh, all these other guys that, that are coming out. I, tell me the catcher's name again. I got to get it right. Luke Lysenring. I didn't want to just call him University Lysenring. of South Carolina. Lysenring is great. Lysenring to rule them all. Yes. I, I'm ready for a yes, six-foot-four switch-hitting catcher to burst onto the scene. Like... Started out of Arizona State. So, I mean, the top catching prospect in, in, in Colorado. Uh, he, was, he was, I think, like the 14th in the nation. You know, the fourth best overall prospect coming yeah. out of Colorado. And he, he goes to Arizona State after his junior year. Graduated a year early. Like, that's the kind of determination this kid's got. And he's saying, I'm going to bet on myself, and I'm only going to sign for, let's say, the maximum $20,000. Maybe the Rockies are going to pay for some of his school. We don't know. But we do know he's not making the money he would have made maybe in 2021 and the money he probably should have made if we had a 10 or even a 20-round draft. Right. This kid wants to play. So, again, we're going to wait and see. And if, if anyone is going to have an interest in the inner workings of the Rockies farm system and to, to break down these prospects, DNVR Rockies is <laughs> definitely the one that's going to be on it. We got you covered, so make sure that you're following on all the social media, that you subscribe to the DNVR.com so you don't miss out on any of these articles. We've had a lot lately. I don't know if you all saw, but I called for the commissioner of baseball to resign. No big deal. Oh, that was Um, you? (laughs) That was was a thing, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss stuff like that. Probably wouldn't have missed that one. I think that's a free article. So if you're not subscribed, go and read it. And you can get a, a taste of the, the th- what you're missing, and then you'll subscribe. I, I believe in it. I believe in it in that way. So uh, other than that, make sure you're getting some cool merch. We got stuff on sale. I don't know what it is, but I know it's good stuff because all of our merch is awesome. 
And uh, T-shirt and a mask. T-shirt and a mask. It's very special, right oh, there. Oh, yes, get that for sure. The masks are dope. I wear mine all the time. Um, well, I don't go out all the time. I wear it whenever I go out. Um, and I will be going out to the bar at some point this weekend, the DNVR bar, but I, I don't think I'll be down there for the fight on Saturday. Our guy, Curtis Blades, in action on TV. Check it out. Uh, we do because of you've got to buy the pay-per-view and because of certain social distancing measures and stuff, you you know, check out the details to get in and, and all of that. Got to pay up a little money, but I think it's going to be worth it, man. Uh, it's oh, going to yeah. be a huge event. Um, Curtis Blades is such a beast. He might even wear a DNVR mask. He, I, don't, I don't know if he's right. got a special, specially made DNVR robe, but the dude's repping for us, so you uh, know we're repping for him. He's he's from he's a Denver guy, man. We, yeah, we yeah. Support we, local yeah. business, local fighters, <laughs> local hand fighters. in hand, beating up global corporations, <laughs> one knee strike and elbow at a time. One hundred percent. I think I'll be down on Friday, maybe. So come out to the DNVR bar. Get yourself that mask. Uh, make sure that you're all set up with the subscriptions. And just remaining absolutely awesome out there, we will remain absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.